You're listening to Questionable Material with Jack and Brian, a mostly improvised podcast produced in New York by Jack Helmuth and Brian Sack. QMPodcast.com You're flying to where? Uh, Marrakesh, Morocco. Okay, you're getting to Marrakesh, Morocco. Um, so that, that's smart. you make smart. more microphone noise, please? Uh, okay. Why don't you fondle it? Perfect. Love it. <laughs> okay, so so that's great. So you're going to Morocco. Yep. What's going on in Morocco? Uh, they had an earthquake. Mm. Uh, okay, as the as you do. So that means you've got to go off and um, run a warehouse because there are no because Moroccans are so well off that there's no one there who can work in a warehouse. Is that right? I have a very specific set of skills. <laughs> Uh-huh. Um, and what sort of scratch are we talking about? You get paid in, in respect dollars. Oh, what what do respect dollars buy you? Well, not not much. I try. I've gone around New York. Uh, I have like 650,000 in respect dollars. <laughs> With so much money. What, that's what they pay me. And I, uh, after every week that you show up and there's a big bag of respect dollars and, and they kind of hand it to you and they give you a big smile and a chuckle and then you wander off and, uh, but I have accumulated about 650,000 um, respect dollars and I can't find a single establishment in New York City or any city that accepts them. Now, I so know I, you I, spend most of your time at Jiggles, the um, the the fully nude strip strip club. Well, you, it's a it's a it's a strip comedy club. <laughs> so it's oh, that's right. It's, it's giggles and jiggles. It's giggles and jiggles. Mm hmm. Yeah, it's a strip comedy club. So they they you do lap dances, but in front of a brick wall, and they are you know they, they you know the girls are very beautiful uh, or very funny. It's never the never the same. Like you never get the two for one. See, that's odd because most of the pretty girls have always been told they're funny until they have to be funny. Yeah, no, this is this is more this is a realistic club and there's a sign outside that says you must be 21 or over to enter and this is a realistic club. Uh funny girls are not pretty, pretty girls are not funny. And so you you walk in and so you know, you have a choice you can get a, a lap dance or a lap book joke. Mm -hmm. Depending on what you're looking for. That's what what are you mostly so, looking for? You know, I mix it up. It, it depends on my mood and whether or not my wife's with me, but um so I was looking for I you know, that the night I was there, I just wanted a laugh joke. Oh, a lap joke. A lap joke. So, so tell me joke. about your experience. So you, you go in and, and you yeah. ask for your lap joke and, and tell us what happens next. Well, uh, the, a very beautiful uh, woman from Jamaica came up to me mm. and uh, she started talking to me and she was uh, braless mm, bra mm -hmm. and, and she had outrageous nipples. And I kept saying, you have outrageous nipples. And she says, well, do you want a lap dance or a joke? And I said, you know, what? I would like a, I would like a lap joke. It's great. And she said, okay. And then she directed me to a heavy set woman named Glenda <laughs> and who was from Cincinnati. And so Glenda, uh, sat on my lap uh -huh. and it must've yeah, hurt. And it, it was a, it was a, you know, I, I tried not to show that I was discomforted in many ways, but, uh, my wife was fine. She just kind of looked over and was just like, whatever. And mm -hmm. then, um, she gave me a lap joke. She said, you know, you look outstanding. And I said, well, thank you very much. Like you've been outstanding under a drain pipe. <laughs> and then I, I was like, isn't that Henny Youngman? And she goes, I don't know. I, I saw it on Reddit. And Wait so, a minute. You know, 
Glenda doesn't write her own material. She just steals I, Henny Youngman bits. I, I think she steals Henny Youngman bits <sighs> because then she said, take my wife, please. And I, I looked at her and I was like, well, is, that's Henny. That's Henny Youngman's catchphrase. And she goes, I have no idea. It was on Reddit and, and I'm a lesbian. <laughs> so I don't know. Man, how I, much did you tip her? Uh, 20. Tw- 20 what? Centimeters. It's <laughs> a strip club, Jack. Right. right. <laughs> Things happen. Okay. And so now when you have chosen to go there for the lamp, the lap dance portion, which yeah. I imagine yeah. would be a little more expensive than the yes. lap joke portion, except for the two right. drink minimum. Yep. Might be a wash at that point. Uh, and, you, and you've gone in with your respect dollars. Tell, tell us how that transaction has gone. Uh, well, um, I mean, there was a girl dancing kind of in the middle of the room on a, on the stage there. She was kind of pole dancing. She was very good, a very skilled pole dancer. Great. Uh, she comes from a long line of pole dancers in her family, she <laughs> mm-hmm. said. And she's, um, and I, you know, I, I was there and I was kind of watching her for a while. I'm like, okay, well, I've, you know, I, I should tip her something. So I reached into my bag of respect dollars and I took out 43 and I thought, I was like, that's, that's, a, that'd be a lot if they were real dollars. So, I mean, respect dollars, I assume they're on par with the United States dollar, totally. but I don't know. Uh, none of my apps actually honor respect dollars. And so, but I tucked it into her daughter and she kind of, at some point just stopped dancing <laughs> and then lo- looked down and she started going through the respect dollars and, and looking at them. And she said, what country is this from? And I said, no, and I work for a nonprofit and they pay me in respect dollars. And then she goes, she goes, so it's not even from a country. I'm like, no. And she kind of looked at it and she said, you know, well, what's this worth? I'm like, I, I don't know, honestly, because I've never been able to, to ascertain the value because nobody accepts them. <laughs> and then she joined that long line of people who don't accept them. She pulled them out of her garter and she threw them in my face. What? And she said, come back when you have real Benjamins, dickwad. <laughs> So, so what, hurt. what'd you do that? I mean, a that hurts and I'm sorry that you went through that. So what happened? Uh, well, I went to the ATM and I took out real dollars. Oh, not respect dollars, but backed by United States. I guess it's not gold anymore. It's just kind of a whimsical idea. <laughs> so it's, it's money backed by a whimsical concept that it's worth something. And I took out 300 of those dollars mm-hmm. and I, I gave her 10. <laughs> I, I like this far, far less than the respect dollars because you're willing to part with, uh, give her, be a little bit more generous with those. Yeah, because I'm not, in, I, I know the value of $10. Mm-hmm. Like in New York, that'll get you an hour of parking or a gallon of milk plus $4 for the guy who held the door open as I entered the <laughs> bodega. So, you know, it's just, it's, it's different. So I know that value. Respect dollars, even the homeless people don't want them. Oh, no. You guys said any little bit helps. And I gave him 10 respect dollars and he, and he just looked at this and he, and he just looked up at me and he said, I'm a homeless veteran. And I was just like, okay, well, you know, enjoy your respect dollars. And, and he said, I know how to kill you. And I, <laughs> they taught me in veteran school. And I, so I, you know, I gave him $3 of real money. Well, see right there, Brian, I think, Veteran school is not, you attain the status of veteran by serving in the armed, armed services. He would have learned that in basic training or in the military. So I think yeah. maybe he's, uh, he's posing. So it's a stolen valor situation where this person is claiming to be in the military, hoping for that little extra, 
sympathetic uh, nudge that that'll get me to reach into my wallet and hand him real United States dollars backed by a whimsical concept. Yeah. Sort of the, the Brian Williams of, you know, homeless people. Got it. Or the Connecticut uh, Blumenthal, the Senator Blumenthal from Connecticut. Yes. If you want to go uh, obscure and, um, <laughs> and sort of ruin the fun of the bit. <laughs> and, and Stephen uh, Wonderskin. <laughs> Oh man, that's tough. Well, so all right, meanwhile, yeah. your wife yeah. has come to the club with you to, to jiggles and giggles, jiggles and giggles. And, and, and what is she doing during that time? Uh, apparently somebody bought her a lap dance. Well, that's kind. Yeah. So she sat on the guy's lap. Uh, I mean, she wasn't dancing. She was just more like talking and having cocktails. Mm-hmm. I mean, she is musical, but I, it just didn't seem like she was into that. She was more into the talking to him and checking out his beard and stuff. Hmm. Very masculine. Very manly. Well, that's, that's a shame. So, so it was just like a, just like a three minute song she was on his lap. I uh, no, Well, I don't know that, you know, they, he kept, they we were sharing ear pods. <laughs> so I don't know exactly, I mean, but it was a long time. It was about 12 lap jokes and one lap dance. And I looked over and she still seemed to be enjoying whatever song they were listening to. Mm-hmm. And so, and then they, they, they parted ways. No, no, they, they got another, he got her another lap dance. Well, that's sweet because I hear that sometimes if you bring your wife that, you know, you pay for a lap dance and it's kind of uh, cool and sexy, but this doesn't seem as sexy as I would have imagined it. Yeah. That's what I kept saying. As I looked over, I was Glendo's on my lap and I couldn't move. And I just, you know, it was just kind of like, you know, I, I would kind of try to catch her eye, but she didn't seem to even want to look in my direction. Maybe she was upset about Glenda. Um, and at some point she went off to the VIP room. <laughs> so how, how long was she in the VIP room? I came back like the following day around <laughs> 4 PM and she was wrapping up. She said, she said, give me about an hour. Jeez. <laughs> like who makes songs that long? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like a Kevin Costner movie length. It's incredible. I was just like, you know, you lose me after about three minutes on a song. Uh, the only long song I know is is the one I used to play when I was a DJ and I had to use the bathroom with it, Mother Russia by Sisters of Mercy, because that was about eight minutes. And that meant I could run off to the bathroom down the hallway. Well, I was going to say American pie, but, you know, your wife is Polish. She's more Polish pie. Yeah. Polish pie. <laughs> oh. Well, I mean, that's great, Brian. I'm, I'm glad. Um, I'm glad you guys are, you know, going out on the town, having fun together, going to the club. You know, we're kind of like empty nesters. One kid's in college, the other kid's off in boarding school. We made the mistake of getting a dog. But aside from that, I mean, we're empty nesters and we can kind of, when we're both together, we can do things. That's great. Yeah. I can't wait to do that in 18 years <laughs> when I'm 67. Yeah, no, yeah that's going to be fun. <laughs> You're going to really like it. It's nice. Yeah. It, so it sounds great. You know, like get, get a, about a month of that in before I die. Yeah. I mean, you just get it in then your hips will give and you won't be able to be in a wheelchair, but you'll be able to, I mean, you can live through me. Uh, that's great. I'll I would make, love that. I, I can, I'm going to wear a GoPro and just send you videos <laughs> of me just, you know, living the dream. I like the thought of you going to jiggles and giggles with a GoPro on your head. Yeah. Well, they, they don't because they made me turn right around. <laughs> 
And uh, do you think Glenda was just there to sort of pin you down so you couldn't uh, sort of intercept this guy uh, making it with your wife? I don't think he was making it. I mean, they were listening to songs, but I didn't see anything, uh, you know, on, 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 on. Oh, no, that's right. (laughs) You're right. Oh, God. Oh, oh, Brian. Of course. I mean, why else would you be naked? Jesus. I'm sorry. I thought you knew. (gasps) No, I just, you know, I thought the venue was maybe hot over where they were. Oh, man. <laughs> that <laughs> Six feet down the bench that it was like a different temperature, like a different climate. You know, it's hard for me to tell. Glenda, uh, there's a lot to deal with there. So <laughs> I don't know. I just had assumed maybe it's, you know, she's have, it's just maybe she's going through menopause or something. How do I know? Right. Of course. I mean, I'm sure Glenda radiates heat. <clears throat> I, I, you know, I, my nerves stopped working. <laughs> So I don't know because you know, there was a lot of pressure on my leg. Yeah, I bet. Especially my right, my right leg. And I was just, um, and you know, Henny Youngman really kind of takes me <laughs> into a blissful state. So I was kind of just off in my own world. Oh, man. So I, I see, I know how that changed you. How was your wife different afterwards when you guys finally, you know, finally reconnected? What, what was different with her? Uh, she was relaxed. She was in a very good mood and, and she had $34,000. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's a phenomenal uh, score. Yeah. No, I mean, she said the guy who, who kept buying her lap dances was a Saudi Arabian prince. <laughs> and those guys have a lot of money. Yeah, they do. Um, and she said, um, I mean, he's got a beautiful house. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got, I mean, one of his houses, but it's, it's got 14 bedrooms. He's got two Lamborghinis in the parking lot. She's sending me pictures. (laughs) That's, that's damn exciting. Yeah, no, I mean, that kind of wealth is just really amazing. That's great. Well, I, I guess, you know, your, your empty nest is, is made of, uh, $34,000, $1 bills and, and counting and climbing apparently. Well, I don't, you know, when she comes back, I'll know how much she has mm-hmm. but right now. I mean, when she left, it was 34,000. And how many days ago was that? Was it just recently? Um, it's like, uh, when did the summer officially end? Uh, September 21st. August? Okay. So it was two months before that. <laughs> so around when summer was beginning. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Brian, because that's the best time for the guy. She was saying this is yacht season. And I don't know because I don't have a yacht, but Mr. Saudi lap dance uh, said it was yacht season and was taking her out. And I guess they were in the Mediterranean or so based on the Instagram. Right. So, yeah, no, I mean, envious, jealous. What was he docking a lot? He, he said, you know, they, she's been docking all over the place. And I was, I was like, okay, well, you know, give me updates. Let me know. And she's like, you know, it's fine. Just all you need to know is I'm docking. <laughs> and so I don't, you know, last I saw based on the Instagram, they were near Malta. <laughs> <laughs> That's a tough way to follow things. I'm sorry. Your, your empty nest experience doesn't sound that great. Well, no, it's because the thing about it, you know, if I had kids running around the house, you know, I'm sitting on the phone trying to figure out where she is yep. Uh, and I've got to deal with a baby or kids or taking my kid to school or sports or something like that. And I don't have any of those issues. Right. I just, I sit on my, I can look at my phone and be like, okay, oh, that looks like a pretty backdrop there. Oh, that's a nice, 
town. What is, oh, that's a, I don't recall buying that dress. That's a really nice dress. <laughs> and, you know, that kind of stuff. And I, I'm not being distracted. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I, you know what? When you put it that way, it sounds great. A, a Saudi didn't even have to pay. A Saudi can, can come over and hump my wife if we could just give me a little free time. He's obviously got cousins. <laughs> what? Why is that obvious? Because he's Saudi. <laughs> they they just they they're like rabbits. They're like rich rabbits. They like beheadings <laughs> and and Wahhabism. Right. So okay. So it's obvious then. Yeah. Well, you know, I I love uh, stories like this because you know they're stories of humanitarianism. So thank you for going to Morocco and serving <laughs> serving the thank you, the world. Thank me for my service. I did, Brian. Just listen. So, Brian. Yeah, Jack. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing, I'm practicing being happy, like excited happy. Oh, that's good. I'm usually kind of reserved and now I'm being happy. I'm being outward and happy and gregarious. Well, that's great. Why is it, do you think that you are typically reserved? Shy. Mm-hmm. For that reason. <laughs> It's interesting. You do have an interesting mix of gregarious and shy. It, it's interesting to watch you because uh, there is that mix. You're the funniest guy in the room, and yet you can also be very uh, 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 quiet. Reserved. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. don't know. I like it. Just Well, you know, I, I know um, with everything going on in the world right now, a lot of sad what? stuff. What's, what are you talking about? Uh, it's jarring right now out there to to know that to know that Taylor Swift is off the market again. The singer Taylor Swift. Yes, she's dating it's Travis Kelsey. Are you joking? No, I'm. Uh, I'm sorry. Apparently, my old intern uh, soiled her. Uh, you're talking about uh, uh, John Mayer. Correct. <laughs> soiled her. Yeah, uh, they had apparently a, a relationship, did they not? Right? They she did. Wrote a, somebody said they wrote a song about it. They she did. did. Yes, she wrote. She wrote the song. Yes, and and this actually in our as as I often have to do when we actually tell something that's real, I have to flag it as actually true. John Mayer yeah. was Brian's intern at a radio station in Atlanta. Was it for the radio station in Atlanta? No, no, it was my. Uh, we had a ad agency that produced funny radio commercials, and he was my not. Not very good intern, but uh, I worked on a project with him called the Paul Reddy show. Mm -hmm. That was one of my favorite comedy projects. Yeah, that was very funny. Available for free on YouTube. Oh, that's my favorite price for Brian Sack material. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. So, yes, uh, uh, John Mayer soiled Taylor Swift. And that's obviously the the thing that um, everyone uh, in the world, uh, you know, here in America, in the Middle East, wherever, that's what everyone is talking about and thinking. Kelsey Grammer. Jesus. Guys, he's probably like 80 years old by now. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that that may not be right, but I'm just going to let you have that. Thank you. <laughs> you know, with everything going on in the world, um, you know, mm-hmm. I thought it'd be sort of fun to, you know, get us back to our roots of of things that take our mind off of things like like cartoons, like in the funny pages. Mm-hmm. There's yes. A, you know, where there's so much sadness in the newspaper for those of us old enough to still read newspapers or to at least remember what they are. And I, I saw in the news that um, a lot of uh, our sort of the old classic 
comics are are getting a a modern day reboot. And I know you're you're in the the comics business um, as yep. a I guess an agent slash writer. What, what's your job in the comics? I'm. They call me a JOT. Oh, what's that? Jack of trades. They forgot the all part. <laughs> But so I kind of, I'm a, I'm a comics agent. I'm a comic writer. I'm mm-hmm. a comic ghost writer. Uh, but you know, com- the, when the Sunday comics come out as they do, you know, wrapped around the newspaper, do yeah. they still do that? Yeah. Uh, and it comes <laughs> out and I, and it's, I, it's the best thing. Cause I, I'm mostly, you know, it's mostly my work. Could you sort of talk about some of the, some of the classic cartoons and, and the different ways they're, um, you know, rebooting themselves or, or changing mm-hmm. or evolving? Uh, would you mind doing that? No, I'd love to share that. I want I want more people reading comics. So that's great. So let's start with the aforementioned uh, uh, Garfield. Um, apparently, there are big, big changes in in Garfield uh, in his. I don't know why they feel the need to do this, but I guess in his sexuality and in his um, his sort of erratic behavior. Would you mind sort of like talking us through what's going on in the in the 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 new Garfield? Yep, uh, the new Garfield is neurodivergent. <laughs> So he's, you know, maybe a little autistic and has ADHD and anxiety issues hmm. and um, is afraid of color. And, and so, you know, it's just, and it, it's basically just focusing on, on that. Like, the, cause it is, you know, today's currency is all, all the problems you have. If you, if you look at people's, that's my doggo, mm-hmm. that's my doggo defending me, protecting me. That's good. Well, he doesn't from, like all this cat talk. From the name. No, he's scared of black people. <laughs> he's a racist dog. He's racist. I'll be honest. He's, it's a racist dog. Okay. And not like how everything is racist bullshit. He's, no. your dog is actually racist. He's legitimately racist. He <sighs> will not, if I'm watching TV and uh, well, I mean, Don Lemon's no longer on TV, right. but uh, when I used to watch Don Lemon religiously, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> the dog would come in the room and look at that and just look at me and just walk right out with the, the nastiest the disposition. Now, I, I know you typically watch a lot of Joy Reid. What, what does your dog do when you're, you're watching your Joy Reid on MSNBC? Uh, he says she doesn't know what she's talking about. <laughs> so wait a minute. He, he breaks from barking and, and, <laughs> and says that? No, actually, well, she, she, it's a, she, I forget. I keep forgetting that there's no he there. So yeah, I was watching Joy Reid as I, as I, I mean, I'm a huge Joy Reid fan as anyone knows. Uh, And he, she, my dog, who's a she comes running into the room, sees Joy Reid on the screen and then jumps up on my laptop, taps away (laughs) with, with her nasty little dog paws that are walking around New York city streets. So Mm -hmm. obviously covered in fecal matter and urine and, But pulls up uh, old blog posts from Jory Reed uh, where she's homophobic. <laughs> and then, you know, and then he then points me to a, you know, her claim that it was uh, that those were planted in her blog by by bad people <laughs> instead of her just owning up to it. So he's trying. She, my dog is a she. I keep forgetting Volva. And so she weird. Uh, is basically trying to turn me off of Joy Reid because of her, her systemic racism, her dog racism. That's not racism. That's just holding Joy Reid accountable. Yeah, but that's racist. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's fair. How, how does your dog feel about the Israeli Palestinian uh, situation? She was watching it on TV. Mm-hmm. Things unfolding. And then she went into the kitchen and she knocked over a glass. Oh. Which I understood as turn them into glass. <laughs> she's she's all for nuking the whole thing. Oh my gosh. I mean, that's at least what I, I got from it. 
I mean, they could have just. Or she's just clumsy. Yeah, she could have been a chicken wing on the table. I could have been reading too much into it. <laughs> That's pretty extreme, uh, man. I just immediately hung up by my nuke that place poster <laughs> and then put outside. So let's be done with this. This is nonsense. Good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad. Anyway, so Garfield. Okay, so Garfield, he's afraid yep. of color. He's yep. <laughs> all of these things. Neurodivergent, okay. ADHD, has anxiety, yep. uh, PTSD. From what? Uh, well, sometimes there isn't lasagna. <laughs> You know, this poor thing. And, you know, and I, I got to credit Garfield. He's basically taking advantage of the fact that nowadays, you know, listing all your your ailments gives you kind of a current social currency. Right. Right. You have all these kids bragging about all their the terrible things that are wrong with them because actually things are so good. So that you got to find things that are kind of like, oh, no, it's not good because I've got PTSD and ADHD and anxiety disorder. Right. And so Garfield's just hopping on that bad wagon. And it's hard to blame him. Of course. because. You know, it's not particularly funny and neither is Garfield. And so <laughs> it, you know, it, it works. What? Okay. I, I guess that makes sense. How has this changed his relationship with his owner, John? Well, uh, John, of course, has hopped on a different bandwagon and is now Jane. And so, you know, for the next couple of months, you know, it's going to be a, like a funny back and forth between Garfield and uh, Jane. <laughs> Over, over whether Jane will have bottom surgery, as they call it. And that seems so, weird for the funny pages. Yeah, I mean, I, we're we're trying to craft it so that it's it's funnier. But you know, to be honest, the Garfield audience isn't used to laughing, <laughs> and so it doesn't have to be as typically uh, crafted as you would expect something if you wanted someone to actually laugh. Right. It's more like you know, first panel. Jane comes in, say, says, Hey, I'm thinking about having bottom surgery. And then the next panel, Garfield says, did you say lasagna? And third panel, Jane says, no, I'm talking about having a vaginoplasty. And the fourth panel, Garfield says, so lasagna. I apologize. I'm I'm only laughing that at the thought of there being four panels in Garfield when we all know there are three panels. Well, that's another thing. We, you know, sometimes having four panels is important. <laughs> all right, I guess so. Um well, I mean, okay, I, yeah, those are big changes. We'll have to see how that all shakes out. Yep, and so will Jane. <laughs> All right. Well, very good. Let's let's move on to maybe the the great classic granddaddy of them all. Peanuts. Yeah. yeah. You got Charlie Brown and the gang, Charlie Brown, Snoopy, Linus, Sally, uh, Peppermint, Patty. What are some of the big uh, changes to, I guess, make it a little bit more um, to make it a little bit more exciting? You know, because Snoopy's running around making a bunch of World War One references, and that's probably not going to play as much with the modern audience. So was, what, what do you guys or Jim Davis's, uh, excuse me, Charles Schultz's estate have uh, planned? Well, you know, they got to bring it into the 21st century. Yeah. World War One references don't go anywhere. World War Two references are, are, are on the outs, to mm -hmm. be honest. And mm -hmm. Just kind of a shame. Uh, Vietnam, you know, we didn't win that one, so we don't want to talk about it. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, he's, he's kind of updating it. Okay. So it, um, now it's more about going after Lucy for being a bully. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. So basically Charlie Brown um, realizes he's been bullied his whole life by Lucy and that it, it's caused him significant trauma and PTSD. Oh, no. uh-huh. Yeah. And so he's been traumatized by this. So he retains a law firm. <laughs> And then they go after Lucy for a multitude of reasons. I mean, you know, she was dirt shaming Pigpen. Yep. Uh, she was gay shaming Linus because <laughs> we all know what that towel and the thumb sucking is about. <laughs> and it's about gay uh, saunas. And, um, <laughs> okay, thanks. Yeah. And, and then the other one. <laughs> well, I mean, Peppermint Pat is the actual gay yeah. one. Peppermint Patty. Because Lucy called her peppermint pansy. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that. It was a very controversial uh, peanuts from not too long ago. No, I missed that. Yeah, peppermint pansy. <sighs> Man. And so, so what's the sort of mandate to 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 for these these corrections? What how, what what's the, where is the storyline going to take us? Uh, it's more it's inclusion. Mm-hmm. The message is inclusion. Good. And you can no longer uh, make people feel bad about themselves or express opinions that are violence and hate. Uh-huh. <laughs> like and pig pen needs to take a bath is a violent statement. That's that words are violence. Uh, that's a violent statement. Um, it's ableist because some people can't take baths. Uh, it's cleanest. <laughs> and, and so it's, you know, it's, 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 we want to be more inclusive. That's great. You know, this is the work of the best scholars. Yeah. You know, it's coming, it's trickling down into the comics and I think it's really going to make a difference. That's great. And there's, there's really no one better equipped to just be funny all the time than sort of the people who advocate for this, that just senses of humor for miles. If you want comedy, you consult the academics. <laughs> that's right. That's absolutely right. Well, gosh, that's awfully darn exciting. And, and, and I hear the, um, there's a, a very, you know, a very quick uh, take in this Sunday's paper about the Israeli-Palestinian thing. Can you sort of, with Woodstock and, and, and uh, Snoopy, can you sort of walk us through that? Yeah. <laughs> sure, I can. You're welcome. Go ahead. Yeah. No, well, I mean, you know, when you, thank you for this comedy goldmine uh, opportunity. <laughs> um. So, yeah, it's a very touchy situation, right? Yeah. It's, you know, Hamas being a little naughty there, doing naughty things mm-hmm. to innocent people. And so it's like, well, you know, how do you make that funny? Sure. And so uh, we're going to introduce a, now a new character. And it's going to be Mustafa. <laughs> and Mus- But Mustafa has a red clown nose because that kind of that kind of takes away from the, he's like bearded, like, like they all are and, and angry and crazy, Mm -hmm. but he's got a clown nose. It kind of adds a comedic element to it. That's great. And and he's like eight years old, like the rest of the gang. Yeah. He's eight. (laughs) And he's, you know, he's, he's been brought up on Hamas television. Um, Uh and you know, his, his whole thing is, you know, he's like, is there a Jew behind the tree? (laughs) And, and so the rest of the peanuts characters will be, you know, even if there was, what's the big deal. Yeah. And then, you know, and then they kind of let him spew his, his rhetoric. And then there'll be, you know, I mean, basically they're just like, you're nuts, dude. <laughs> you know, don't be so zany. Right. And, uh, you know, we're, it's, 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 it's a long road. <laughs> so it's going to be a lot of work. <laughs> wow. 
Well, you know, that's great. Well, you know, I'll, you've got my dollar 25 to buy the Sunday paper this week. Well, it's now 350 inflation. What? <laughs> Bidenomics. <laughs> wow. That's tough. Well, you know, it sounds like you're handling that really, really well. So I hear Calvin and Hobbes is coming back. Yes. That's great. So it's a, it's a boy and his stuffed tiger that he, uh, imagines as his real friend is sort of this beautiful story of, of childhood and imagination and innocence. I'm, I'm so excited to have that back. One of the most popular um, comics really of the yeah. you know last quarter uh, of, of the last century. Tell us about sort of the new changes uh, for the reboot. Well, we took a different track with, with Hobbes. Okay. Um, decided the stuffed animal thing doesn't really work you know, mm. anymore. We, we kind of did that thing, but, but we introduced a different Hobbes. Oh, okay. It's Grandpa Hobbes. Oh, okay. That's so. It's sounds fun. Calvin's yeah. It's Calvin's grandfather who passed away in 1987, <laughs> and so you know he kind of takes him along on his life's adventures. Oh. And the, what we want to do is we wanted to create this question in the in the, in the reader's mind: like, is that his real uh, deceased grandpa, or is that just his grandpa in his imagination? Right. But then, I mean, you can tell by the stiffness that it's his real grandfather. <laughs> so it's sort of more of a, a weekend at Bernie's. So it's like Calvin is always dragging his little stuffed tiger everywhere. And th this Calvin is dragging the, the corpse of the mummified corpse of his grandfather from 1987. Grandpa Hobbs. Yep. And he just takes him on different adventures. You know, and, you know uh, they go to Six Flags. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What ha what happens? That's that's not an adventure. That's just a, a place. What happens under that adventure? Well, they get into a roller coaster. But Grandpa Hobbs, he's just standing up and quite stiff. So he's not <laughs> going to sit down in a roller coaster, is he? No. So of course, you know, comedy ensues. <laughs> well, that's, I, I'd I'd love to know the comedy portion of this comic. Well, the top half of Grandfather hits the the cross rail. And, you know, Hobbs winds up at the end of the thing. Wasn't that funny, Grandpa? And looks over, he's like, oh, you don't have any head or ears uh, to hear what I'm saying. And then he just kind of mugs the panel. <laughs> and if, I, if I'm remembering correctly, that there's a, a, a definite end point to this comic, that there, the, the storyline will have like a conclusion. Most of the time, these are meant to last for 80 years of just sort of endless jokes and storylines. But there, there's a definitive end to this one. What happens in, at the end to Calvin? Uh, well, he's accused of murder. <laughs> what? His grandfather Hobbes was deceased by not natural ways. Oh, my gosh. He died a not natural death and they 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 realized it was Calvin all along. Oh my gosh. So his grandfather being with him is just this uh, uh, display of guilt. It's guilt. And he's hoping his grandfather will come back to life. Cause he's a little kid. He doesn't know any better. That doesn't happen. I tried. And so, you know, he, he's working to get his grandfather back and trying to pretend that nothing ever happened. He wants to go back to normal. He feels tremendous guilt about killing his grandfather. He feels guilt about how he killed his grandfather and, um, you know, he, he's, he's obsessed. He's obsessed with bringing his grandfather back to life. And, you know, he consults his, his old friend Hobbs, the, the stuffed tiger. Mm -hmm. Oh, who's mad, him, who's mad at him because he used the stuffed tiger's tail to strangle grandpa Hobbs. I was wondering so, how that was my next question. <laughs> so tiger Hobbs is now feels like he's complicit in grandpa Hobbs's murder. It's, it's complex. It's a complex comic strip. Jesus. I don't think a lot of kids are going to get it. 
There's a lot of biblical references. <laughs> uh, this, you know, he kind of has a, a schizoid breakdown. Like, there's a lot. It's a lot going on. Oh my gosh, it's a, it's like a psychotic break. It is, but in in comic form. <laughs> it's like it's, it's called psychomic. <laughs> Right. It sounds like if Stanley Kubrick wrote a comic. Yes. That, and that's what we're going for. And, and so far, based on you know the people who've seen it, uh, we think it's it's definitely, it, it's reached them. <laughs> it, it, it's reached them. I mean, we it made an impact. We can tell. That's, well, that's great. That's what you want for your work. What sort of uh, feedback are you getting? None. <laughs> they let, they got up and they walked out of the room. Oof. Okay. I, I, the last person left the room, we looked at each other and we said, we've got a hit here, boys. <laughs> and so um, have you heard from them since? No, <laughs> that's the beauty of it. We know we hurt them. So no notes, just like, I guess they mean just do it as is. They walked out, their jaws are on the floor. <laughs> this was, this was what we wanted. This was perfect. <sighs> Man. Well, you know, I let, let's close it on that. Let's close it on a win. All right. Well, you know, again, it's um, I, I like a little bit more escapism in my comics. But uh, again, no one, uh, you know, I'm a 40 now, 49 year old white man who gives a shit what I think. That's right. You don't matter, sir. Well, that's that's great. Well, awesome, Brian. Good work. Uh, keep Thank up you. the the bringing the, the fear back into the comics. You know, we just we need to educate these kids. We really they have do. it too good. What's the number one thing? Last thing. What's the number one thing is we're educating kids that you want your child readers to take away from your work. You'll get yours. (laughs) (laughs) Questionable material with Jack and Brian subscribe on any podcast platform. Visit us at qmpodcast.com.